The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. It's great to be back with you again for part two of a very, very important uh, series of, of programs that I want to do to highlight, folks, how the Till Project Ministry and myself are now being accused of hate crimes in the state of Minnesota. You heard me right. Our ministry now is being accused of hate crimes in the state of Minnesota. Now, Folks, if you've been following our ministry, the Truth and Love Project, Truth and Love Ministries, you know this is not new, and I I will highlight that in just a couple of minutes for you. But, uh, folks, with what is going on, especially in Minnesota, uh, it is a very troubling day for the United States of America and where we are at in our uh, republic and in our freedoms, uh, and certainly where we are at in the condition of the church. So, as I mentioned to you in part one, I had highlighted to you a recent trip uh, to Minnesota that ended on November 30th. I had gone from the 26th to the 30th of November. We had four nights, three cities, three churches, an incredible um, time of ministry. Almost 900 people came to hear uh, the presentations that I did, including over 240, almost 250 people on Thursday night, November 29th when I shared um, and equipped those people how to share Christ with Muslims, how to actually evangelize, biblically evangelize Muslims. As I shared on the last program, we even saw, praise God, three people get saved uh, on this trip, uh, come into the kingdom of God, and one of those was a Muslim, a Muslim who came to Christ, a Somali Muslim who came to Christ. Again, I can't share more than that because of security reasons for their safety, but um, it was powerful. And so I I highlight that to say that when we stand uh, uncompromisingly on the Word of God, when we stand for the truth and speak the truth in love and present the gospel, folks, God's Word has power. Amen? God's words uh, go and have impact and do not return null and void. So praise God for that. Now in the midst of that incredible uh, movement of the, of the Spirit of God in Minnesota and in the fact that two of the presentations that we were doing again are exposing the erroneous, unbiblical, and national security danger of interfaith dialogue. And that's where I want where I want to pick up our program because I was highlighting for you this uh, encounter that I've had with some of the interfaith folks there in St. Cloud, Minnesota, in the state of Minnesota, a group a group called Unite Cloud that is out of St. Cloud, Minnesota, and another group called Isaiah, which is claiming to be a, a, a biblical group, but really they're a social justice warrior, social justice gospel group. Uh, these folks are not true believers. The, 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 you'll see Uh, as I lay more evidence, that their behavior and their actions do not communicate that they have the Spirit of the living God in them. So I just want to be very, very clear about this. Now, with that said, folks, um, what I want to pick up on is where I mentioned to you that we were leaving off last time. Uh, 
when I um, earlier in the year when we were supposed to be in Minnesota again, I shared with you that our events got canceled, uh, got uh, canceled forcibly with the likes of CARE Minnesota, Council on American Islamic Relations, with the likes of the Southern Poverty Law Center, with the likes of threats from Antifa. We had those events canceled in April. Within 36 hours of these of our events, World Weekend events, they were shut down forcibly, not by our uh, desire. Then in June of this year, I was supposed to be back, but we, of course, lost our baby, and I had to cancel that trip. And so in coming back, we knew we were going to have opposition in St. Cloud. This time around, the opposition was really nobody. In the sense of last time in April, in uh, August of 2017, as I mentioned in the program last uh, part one, folks, we had uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, the interfaith groups, the Muslim Brotherhood. That was what we had last time. This time, I believe four or five people showed up, including Natalie Ringsmith again from Unite Cloud, her husband, these two Muslims that we identified as connected to Care Minnesota. Perhaps some other people. I don't know if, if, if they had anybody else, but at least that was it. That was the four. There was no protest. They came in. They sat during our event. They were not allowed to, to interrupt. We controlled the uh, Q&A time, uh, the question and answer time, which is typically the time that they want to disrupt the events. Because of that, and now we are convinced that 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 they waited till all of those things ended, including the Q&A. I was at the back table with my 10-year-old son. We were at the table visiting with some people as they were leaving. They actually left the building, and then they came back. And, folks, I'm convinced that they were looking for a confrontation. They wanted to have a confrontation with us so that they can play the victimization card. And they're very good at it. we got to admit that. But what is actually going on now is that our ministry, because of this encounter that I'm going to explain to you, our ministry is being accused of hate crimes. You heard me right. Not just hate speech, hate crimes. And this is why I will not be silent. This is why we are pushing back. Now, folks, people are going to call us names. People are going to call us haters. People are going to call us bigots. People are going to call us Islamophobes and homophobes and xenophobes and whatever other phobes they can come up with. It is one thing for someone to have an opinion that they don't like what you say or they think you're lying. Fine. But when they accuse you of crimes, that is a whole different game. It's a whole different scenario. One that cannot go unchallenged. And the reason that I'm addressing this now is because really... We did go leave this these accusations unchallenged last year when the Southern Poverty Law Center accused us of hate crimes. And I want to get to that here now. So hang on to the story again. Remember, we're in Minnesota. We're back in St. Cloud. God's had done an incredible thing during the week. We're at our last event. The presentation itself, which I'll talk about as well, went amazingly well. It was titled War on Christians hated for the cause of Christ, uh, talking about the rise of Islam and the, and the growing global Christian persecution and anti-Semitism that we see. Very powerful, two hours, I presented it. Again, I'll talk about it uh, as we go. 
and uh, it's going to be available next year, 2019, uh, around the springtime. We'll get it on DVD for you and get it out. But let me explain to you why I'm addressing this from the SPLC. And then we're going to look at legal defamation. Why what is happening from the SPLC and from the Muslim Brotherhood and from these interfaith dupes, these interfaith fools, deceived and deceivers, is now legal libel, slander, defamation. And that's what we have to um, communicate it as. So in, in, in uh, March of 2017... The Southern Poverty Law Center, because I was giving an event here in Spokane, Washington, added me. Now, remember, our ministry was already on the um, Islamophobia network list that CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, again, has put out. And just to review, let me actually go back here. Just to review, I know we throw out these acronyms. I know we throw out these names. You have to understand, as I said in part one, CARE is Hamas. Hamas was formed by the Muslim Brotherhood in 1987. <clears throat> Once it was labeled in the early 90s by the State Department here in the United States as a terrorist organization. In 1993 and 1994, the Brotherhood started CARE as a fundraising arm of Hamas. The reason that members of the Muslim Brotherhood were indicted in 2007 and charged for material support of terrorism because these members of the Muslim Brotherhood were funneling millions of dollars, 12 plus million dollars approximately, through a fake charity in Texas to Hamas. Now folks, that is a federal crime. That is material support of terrorism. That's not emotions. That's not my opinion. That's fact. And the Holy Land Foundation trial, which was the United States government versus the Holy Land Foundation, is documented. It is now part of court records. And the members that were indicted of the Muslim Brotherhood were sent to prison. There were a whole bunch of unindicted co-conspirators, which includes CARE, ISNA, ICNA, NATE, MSA, MAS, all of these front groups for the Muslim Brotherhood. As I mentioned last time, the United Arab Emirates and Egypt have listed the Muslim Brotherhood and CARE as terrorist organizations. That is fact, not fiction, not emotions. That is fact. So when I said on the program last time that when you see the interfaith folks like Unite Cloud and Natalie Ringsmith and whoever else is Isaiah and all these groups in Minnesota or Wisconsin or here in Washington State or anywhere across the country, when you see these interfaith groups joining forces with CARE, joining forces with the Muslim Brotherhood, they are now aiding and abetting jihadists. They are now aiding and abetting terrorists. Do we understand? This is not defamation on my part. You know, I thought about this for a while because, again, I'm going to give you the legal definition of, de of defamation which I believe is what is being done to our ministry. Why isn't what I'm saying defamation against them? Because we can factually prove who CARE is, who the Muslim Brotherhood is, are. We can factually prove what Hamas has done, how they are terrorists, how 
they are um, prohibited from doing any business in America. Um, this is all factual. So if you have any individual or groups, in this case, again, Natalie Ringsmith is the, um, you know, the person of, of, of record here in this particular incident. I've had run-ins with many interfaith folks around the country. Natalie is the one that I'm talking about right now. Unite Cloud is the one because they are the ones who are promoting on their Facebook pages publicly. The St. Cloud uh, uh, newspaper picked this article up. They are the ones who are promoting that I am committing hate crimes. If they cannot prove that I have committed any such crimes, that is legal definition defamation, legal defamation. And I will, I'm going I'm to read to you the statute actually from the state of Minnesota for legal defam, defamation. And Natalie Ringsmith, for, I, I, I'm told, is a paralegal. So she should know better than to accuse somebody of something falsely, knowing that it's false. Again, and that's what I'm going to spell out for you. So let me go back very quickly. March of 2017, after being on the uh, hit list and on the uh, hate list for from CARE, I did a presentation where uh, a journalist, can you call it a journalist? Some, um, some blogger from the SPLC shows up at my event, does not identify themselves, even though we had told, told people that if there's anybody here that represents the media or anybody that is a blog or whatever, they must identify themselves. They didn't. They write a hit piece on me, completely um, factually inaccurate uh, uh, article, put me on the SPLC hate map, and we are the only church in the state of Washington that is on the SPLC hate map. We are in the category listed along with uh, a bunch of, of neo-Nazi, white supremacist, KKK groups. We're the only church in the state of Washington that is listed as a hate, hate group. Folks, this is real. So when SPLC puts this uh, hit piece out, they get a statement from the director of CARE Washington. Now, again, I've had many, many run-ins with this individual and CARE Washington, because I've been doing this for a while. His name is Arsalan Bukhari. He's the executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations in Seattle, Washington. And here's what he said in this article from the SPLC. Now, by the way, did the SPLC ever bother to stop, call me, wait afterwards, talk to me, get my opinion, get my point of view? No. They showed up, they write a hit piece, they don't bother talking to me, and they call CARE. Now, he says, Mr. Bukhari, again, Executive Director of CARE. So you hear CARE, you have to hear Hamas. You hear CARE, you have to hear terrorist, jihadist. This is a terrorist organization. They, he said, Hadian's lectures, quote, advance fringe ideas and falsehoods. Now, even though my lectures are uh, are cited, sourced from Islamic sources, including the Quran, including the Sunnah of Muhammad, including the Sharia law manual, which is the classic law of Islam, uh, the classic manual of Islamic law, the reliance of the traveler. Even though we quote Islamic sources, they claim that it's fringe and falsehood. Okay, fine. You know what? Again, as I said, no problem. That's their opinion. Now it gets worse, though. 
Here's where it goes into legal jeopardy. He also said, Hadians, quote, inflammatory speech leads to kids being bullied in schools, adults being taunted at work, vandalism of property, and hate crimes. Okay, let me repeat that one more time in case you missed it. So the SPLC, which many elected officials use, including, by the way, our city council here in the state of in the city of Spokane, that two three months ago uh, brought a professor uh, in and gave this professor twenty minutes to talk about so-called hate groups in the state of Washington. They listed our church and they listed me by name. So we have our elected officials that are using the SPLC. We have uh, law enforcement that is using the SPLC, unfortunately. And now we have the SPLC working with the Muslim Brotherhood and with CARE. Uh, I'm sorry, and with the Interfaith Coalitions. Remember, who shut us down in April in Wisconsin and Minnesota? The same three players, right? The Islamists, the Marxists, and their religious, quote, useful idiots. Folks, this is the trifecta of evil. And so the same thing is happening here. Now, let me repeat what Mr. Bukhari said of CARE. My talks, according to him, are leading to inflammatory, or or is inflammatory speech that leads to kids being bullied in schools. Now, is there any evidence, is there any evidence that from my talks, any child was bullied? Is there any evidence that they can point to that somebody from my talks went and bullied somebody in school? If there is, bring it forward because I haven't seen it. Okay? Then he goes on to say, adults being taunted at work. Again, is there any evidence of adults being harassed or taunted at work? Number three, vandalism of property. Again, is there any evidence that anybody from my talks, including me, have gone out and destroyed or vandalized property that have to do with Muslims? Is there because again, if that's happening, number one, that's a crime, and number two, I would denounce all of these things in a heartbeat. I would denounce kids being bullied in schools. I would denounce adults being taunted at work. I would denounce vandalism of property. And lastly, they accuse me of hate crimes. Now, from this SPLC narrative that quotes care, you have to understand this is their narrative now. So now let's go back and look at the legal defamation statutes in the state of Minnesota. Okay? purpose of defamation is to protect people from false statements that may harm others. Defamation is not defined by the Minnesota statute. However, defamation is a common law cause of action that is well established in Minnesota case law. In short, defamation is a false statement published to a third party, whether intentional or not, that harms another person's reputation. Publication can either be spoken or in written format. So to to publicize defamation, it can either be spoken verbally or in a written format, like something you post online. A spoken defamatory statement is called slander. A written statement, such as in an email, text, or letter, is called libel. In modern times, the term defamation is generally used to describe both libel and slander. Now, there are three elements to prove legal defamation according to the statute in Minnesota. 
The plaintiff, in this case it would be me, must establish that the defamatory statement contains the following three elements. One, the statement was communicated to someone other than the plaintiff. So they didn't come and tell, say to my face, you're inciting violence or committing hate crimes. They, so in, in the case of the SPLC article, CARE gives the statement to the SPLC. The SPLC publishes it and uses that information to list me as a, as a, as a hate speaker. In the case of what happened in Minnesota, you're going to see in, in St. Cloud that the uh, Natalie Ringsmith from Unite Cloud and the two Muslims that she brought with them, one of these Muslims is, has posted on Facebook publicly and then the St. Cloud newspaper picked it up that I incited violence at my event and said it four different times. They accused me four different times of inciting violence. So number one, again, to prove legal defamation, libel the statement was communicated to someone other than the plaintiff so that's true it wasn't communicated to me number two the statement has to be false you will see very clearly in the next show that it was absolutely false number three the statement must quote tend to harm the plaintiff's reputation and to lower him in the estimation of the community well do you know how much damage has been done by the splc care and the interfaith coalitions in labeling me as a hate speaker and a, a and committing hate crimes. Not only have they shut our events down, not only is it uh, uh, stopping us from being able to rent venues now uh, to be able to have our events, uh, but it is going to put me in legal jeopardy because with the likes of Muslim Brotherhood entity Keith Ellison as the new Attorney General in the state of Minnesota, what do you think it's going to take uh, uh, for them to charge me with a hate crime or anybody out there with a hate crime that is that that is speaking factually against Islam? So all three elements of defamation are met in this situation. So the same language that the SPLC is using and CARE Washington is using is the same language that care that these folks are using in Minnesota. Now, I want to very quickly again tie. Natalie Ringsmith has been arm in arm with CARE Minnesota with a guy named Jelani Hussein, who's the executive director of CARE Minnesota. She's been seen at events together. They've been working together. Natalie Ringsmith was elected, as I mentioned last time, to the uh, school board in St. Cloud. Um, uh, Jelani Hussein, who again is a director of executive director of Care of Minnesota, is now on the transition team of the incoming governor of the state of Minnesota. These guys are deep in it, folks, and they are in bed with one another. So. I want to say again what I said before I get into the specifics. I want to reiterate how this should be couched. Natalie Ringsmith, her husband, Unite Cloud, and any other interfaith group, if they are working hand-in-hand with CARE, they are aiding and abetting jihadists. They are aiding and abetting terrorists. This is not opinion. This is provable. If she's bringing Muslims into churches, if she's bringing Muslims to meet with elected officials, Muslims that are connected to part of the Muslim Brotherhood, this is aiding and abetting ultimately Hamas and the overthrow of our government. When the Muslim Brotherhood, by their own directive, by their own mission statement, says that they want to 
sabotage our miserable house from within using our hands and the hands of the believers so that it is eliminated and Allah's religion is made victorious over all other religions. I just quoted you part of their mission statement from the explanatory memorandum, a document that was seized by the FBI giving the blow-by-blow, uh, step-by-step uh, -step plans of the Muslim Brotherhood to overthrow our nation. So if somebody is aiding and abetting in that process, wouldn't that be treason? Wouldn't that be uh, a criminal enterprise joining complicit in trying to uh, sabotage our nation? So I want you to understand that's what they're accusing me. So when these guys came in, uh, November 30th, Friday in St. Cloud, again, the whole event went amazing. Um, I, I gave this talk, I, I spelled out, the systematic genocide that is going on against Christians. I systematically laid out how the number one perpetrator of, of, of persecution of Christians is our, our Muslims and our Islamic countries. Uh, this is provable by the fact that, according to Open Doors USA, the top uh, out of the top 50 countries that are persecuting and killing Christians, uh, 38 are Islamic countries, and of the top 15, 14 are Islamic countries. 14 out of the top 15 countries persecuting and killing Christians are Islamic. I laid that the evidence. I laid out the evidence of, 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 of 215 million Christians in harm's way. I laid out the evidence of 90,000 Christians being martyred a year, a year for their faith. Not all by the hands of Muslims. North Korea is on that list. There's other countries on, on that list. But predominantly at the hands of Islamists and Muslim uh, quote-unquote extremists. I laid out the evidence that uh, we have a 1.1 million uh, uh, ongoing genocide of Christians. I laid out the evidence that this persecu persecution of Christians is tied to Islamic ideology. I laid out the evidence that um, uh, not only do we see the rise of Christian persecution, we see the rise of anti-Semitism. And according to the Anti-Defamation League, which is a liberal uh, Jewish source, not even a conservative Jewish source, I laid out the evidence that the worst anti-Semitism in the world is, is in the Middle East at 72%, and the worst of the worst is in Palestine. So that's just factual stuff, folks. And after I laid out this evidence, Natalie Ringsmith, uh, her Muslim cohorts waited. They couldn't disrupt the, the presentation. They couldn't disrupt the Q&A. They waited till everybody was left except for our core group. They came back in and they were looking for a confrontation. When we come back next time, I'm going to share with you exactly how this confrontation went down. I'll detail for you all the falsities. And again, the accusations of hate crimes against our ministry. If this stands, we all are we are all in legal jeopardy. That's why I want to fight it back. That's why I am talking to to a legal counsel in um, I'm, I'm or I'm looking for legal counsel, I should say, in the state of Minnesota to pursue a at the minimum a civil defamation case against Natalie Ringsmith, against Unite Cloud, and against these individual Muslims. Uh, who are uh, accusing me falsely, patently, uh, patently and falsely uh, of hate crimes. Folks, stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Please share this, these programs. Please get the word out. We need your help to fight these battles. We're on the front lines. We're standing together. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your support. Go to our ministry, again, tiltproject.com. Get our resources, the Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue DVD, the new Sabotage docu-movie. It's all there. 
We look forward to seeing you on the program when we come back. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.